0: Hi, I'm Stage and Stages Lynn Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. Boots and cuts and boots and cuts.
1: <laughs> hey, friends, welcome back to The Hamilcast. I'm Jillian, and this is part two of my most recent conversation with Chris Jackson and Mike, but you know Mike. If you missed part one, you'll want to go back and listen to last week's episode. The episode starts with a very powerful and important statement from Chris about the Black Lives Matter movement. He also has some great insight and reflections on what it was like to be in the eye of that Hamilton hurricane. Now that he has some space from where he was when he was first on the podcast back in 2017. And in case you missed him, those episodes are 97 and 98. Okay, if you're all caught up, let's dive in. I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy part two with Chris Jackson. So, Mike, you had a question, right, about FLS?
0: Yes. See, jack you know, Jillian and I are quite frequent and quite enthusiastic FLSers, and I do improv. And I was just wondering, doing the show as many times as you do, how do you prevent... Going to a memorized role or bit or something that you know is going to work, but you've done it before. Because Jillian and I never saw the same thing twice. We never saw we never saw anybody get lazy and say like I'll just do this for the laugh. So it, is that a conscious effort or does that just come with experience?
1: And things like second chance, where the whole the whole point is like the person is great and changes the world for the better. Like right, you know, that's a good you're example. All going to the same spot, you know.
2: The glue for any FLS experience there are a couple of key components that are always changing and therefore always keep you present. One is the audience, which, you know, as an improver, you're well aware of, they're feeding you your, they're, they're, they're putting gas in the tank. Mm-hmm. The other part is uh, the music, right? Because that, that element doesn't allow you to get into the same uh, sort of mental space or, you know what I mean? That the, 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 asp the performative aspect of, of that is always, you know, those those are very predictable emotions that you go through. Like you're familiar with the tightrope, but you never know what which way the wind is going to blow from and you never know you never you don't you don't spend time worrying about falling. You're simply trying to like move forward. Uh-huh. Right? And that is a that's a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. The the mental discipline it takes to keep moving forward, that's thousands of shows. Right. In our form. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's thousands of shows. So that part is, is, is much easier. It's the scariest part, but it's also once you've embraced it, it, it goes away. Right. Uh, you don't want to go back to the, th- you never want to go, you know, the challenge that we've always had. I mean, from day one, we cannot repeat ourselves. Otherwise, we're frauds. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I mean, and that is a personal sort of ethos. Mm-hmm. Of ours, like yeah, you, God, the worst thing in the world is to like go back to a familiar thing.
0: The creative place is different than the memory place. Yeah, so if you spend time thinking about like what do I do, what what did we use, what did what what did we do in, in a similar whatever, you're not creating anymore.
2: No, no, you're 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 doing that other really awful hacky thing, right? Because it can't be. It's a, you know and. It, it's hacky under these circumstances right like if you put um you have have someone who does a trick you know we've all seen the trick where you ask the five questions and you've folded into the same song and it's always funny and there's yeah it's different but like it's just one trick and it's not really something that allows you to engage and be in the moment and sort of follow the 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 given circumstances of the music and the audience And whoever you're playing with on stage that night, you Mm -hmm. know, it's one of those things.
0: That's something to aspire to for all the listeners and
2: myself. God, don't. Just don't do that to yourself. (laughs) 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 Don't do that to yourself.
1: Well, everyone, it's, I love that we're talking about this and I miss FLS. Like, I just, I can't believe that there was a time where. 10 p.m. shows on a Sunday was a thing, and we would just look at each other and be like, Wanna just do FLS tonight? You wanna just rush FLS? Or the lottery loved Mike, as I always say. But
3: I'm so excited. (laughs) I
1: mean, look, every like there were times, the time that we run the lottery twice for the back to back shows, I will never forget Two Touches Face because you're in the front row. And yeah. he came out and he always like does that cute like lean to the sure. people in the front row. And when he saw us, he just went, oh, and, like threw his head down. Just like <laughs> you two again. And we were like, it's it's it was like embarrassing.
2: Oh, no, it's so not. I mean, it
1: was so great. Shockwave was loved us in the front row because he's always oh, yeah. like the ice cream truck or he's always like oh, a yeah. vehicle.
2: <laughs> Every member of the group is my favorite member of the group. I love totally everything that everybody does. Like. Constantly. And and this was the first gig where that I've ever really had where I only came in on the weekends, you know, three shows on a weekend. Like, who does that on Broadway? Different. You know, it's kind of yeah. surreal. Um, so it was no matter what my shooting week was, what was happening in the world. It was always so nice to have that. I knew that I was I was shooting for for the weekend mm-hmm. and it was really yeah. great. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, can we talk a little bit about the documentary? Because that's coming out on Hulu. And sure. that's been so long in the making. What, 15 years?
2: Yeah. It was really hard work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they were, they, it started, they started following you for a long, I mean, this has been forever. It's, it's like would
0: movie Boyhood with Ethan Hawke, just
2: every year.
1: It's exactly like
0: that.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? Um, we met Andrew sort of, he, it was sort of one of those things where he just like showed up and he was really cool and, you know, he was with Radical Media, which was the biggest commercial house, you know, production house in the world and, And he was like, I don't know what y'all do or why I'm drawn to it, but can I come and film you guys? I'm a filmmaker. I tell stories, you know, I just want to like document this thing. And he happened to catch us on our first real trip to Edinburgh, Scotland, have you guys been to the the French festival? No. So if you've gone, if you go to the French festival, you're going to see a festival that puts on like 50,000 shows in like six weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's insane. We went there, we were there for five and a half or six weeks. Lynn was riding Heights and we were like, this is insane, but we're going to go do a show and perform 30 days in a row and see what happens. And in the meantime, like, experience other art like no matter where you turn the streets are filled with artists who are busking or doing you know a thousand different things um it's a festival <laughs> so there's and you know the scots are, are amazing people um we had like 10 people in our first show and the second night we had like 20 people in our you know in our in our audience in the third show we were full and we we sold out the rest of the run because we were strange we were a strange act nobody quite knew how to you know process what we were doing and we were still figuring out our show and a lot of paint got thrown at the walls we were just figuring it out it was great it was fantastic yeah it was my son had just been born like we were there for no money (laughs) you know what i mean and like but it was still it was just incredible
1: have you seen the documentary
2: saw it at sundance it was man i i didn't expect to be as moved as i was but you know kids nowadays like when you're in high school when you're growing up like i imagine there will not there won't be a shortage of pictures and videos like our our, our lives are so micro documented now uh just in in two in two and a half minute clips of this and this birthday party and this you know silliness or whatever uh but back then you had to actually have a camera <laughs> to you know it wasn't on your phone <laughs> yeah. we could we couldn't you know i had a blackberry at the time and I remember I could only turn it on when I knew that there was Wi-Fi. I didn't own a laptop, so I was borrowing, you know, Lynn or Bill or somebody's somebody's Mac to, like, email my mom and, you know, email my <laughs> email my, my wife, uh, and I would leave it on. And then, you know, by the time I got back from Scotland, I had a $1,500 phone bill sure. just from, like, having the thing in my pocket. Right. But I, I say all of that to say, like, looking at this film... Um, was was beautiful because we were all still so young and still really trying to like make something, mm-hmm. you know, we just wanted to make something. And we did. And Andrew captured it, Andrew Freed. And then he and Tommy and, you know, Boardwalk Pictures folks said, you know what, we're going to Broadway, let's finish this movie. And so when we were off Broadway, they started putting it together and it's an extraordinary thing. I think it's going to it's going to be fun for people to see what Lynn and Tommy and I and Bill and you know folks that you know we were fairly anonymous then. Now maybe not so much, but it's a cool look into how, you know, a group of guys put something together when no one's really watching. You know what I'm saying? Like when the world itself wasn't paying attention, you know. And that's yeah. that's dope. It's it's what's coming out of my brain. It's what's on my mind that I'm able to share and that's pure. That's the I think in this business, man, that's the only pure thing left. All right, it's C.J. I Your turn is next. I will slow it down so you don't get too stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm looking at you vexed because you said denouement. That shit is so complex. I haven't even <laughs> got my mind around it even as I vex this back I find my words, they're coming from the floor. Uh-huh. Like the drum, like the African. Kid, I have to be half of me. Oh, I'm representing those spectacularly. Yeah. my happy place is watching chris cuz he can really kind of let it rip both the lyrical content and let his voice sort of fly in this very real way well in this country that we live <laughs> we all come from some other kind of place don't you know and our history's replete with Streets filled with anger and tears and hopeful years that we'll make it someday. 241 going on to 42 and we know we still got a lot of work to do.
1: On this podcast and listeners of this podcast, this, the whole uh, big vibe of it is make the thing. I, I didn't have podcasting equipment. I hadn't seen Hamilton. I didn't listen to podcasts, but I made one in my living room. Right. And so you guys just made the thing. You threw the paint at the wall. You did went to the fringe and like it, then it grew into what it was meant to to be so i'm so excited to see this journey and this growth and i just i love freestyle love supreme so much well
2: i'm glad you know it was really fun to know that it was so well received by such a large audience for months you know like it's kind of crazy and the beautiful thing is is that we can take the set out of you know out of a trailer throw it in a house you know, in Sacramento or, or San Francisco or Chicago or any town in, in America that has a big enough stage and we can do our show. Or what's better even is that the newer members of the group who are amazing can have a gig and like do the thing. You know, that's yeah. a it's a really gratifying um Gratifying thing.
1: I think this is a great way to segue into the the real question, Chris. Are you ready to take some questions from the Patreon? Peeps? I'm
2: so ready. I love my Patreon <laughs> peeps. I miss y'all.
1: Off Broadway, there were a bunch. There was a night where like a bunch of peeps were at the show. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, like Damn near bought the house out. Yeah. Yes,
1: and it, it was not planned. Like Mike and I were just also happened to be there. <laughs> and they ran in, a lot of them ran into you in the lobby before the show. So during the mic check, you shout out what you just said, my Patreon peeps. Yeah. And I lost my <laughs> yeah. shit and not expecting that. That was completely um, unnecessary. And then Lynn came out like, hey, that was a, a big surprise uh, guest that night. It, so it was just like, there's so much love coming from both ends of this conversation about the peeps and the pot and it makes me emotional
2: yes indeed well good people patron
0: peeps wonder powers activate (laughs) perfect if I were shockwave this would be much more impressive
3: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and Patreon peeps
3: dear alexander
1: Anna says, you took such care to spend individual time with everybody at the stage door during your performances at FLS. How did the FLS stage door experience compare to the Hamilton one? Was there any difference between the two? No,
2: I think, you know, I like to see people after a show. I I wasn't convinced that theater was something that I could make my life until I went to see a show. And it was the third day being in New York and we got to do a talk back after the show and for me it allowed the the experience to come full circle and that was a beautiful thing and i've always envisioned any talk back that we do or any interaction that i get to have with people after a show as sort of the 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 cherry on top you know like because it's one thing to like come to new york and or buy a ticket and then travel here however you travel and then go see a live performance of something that already is you know, the, has the potential to inspire and to, to, um, to excite, but then to be able to connect in a very human way with the, with the performers. And for me, the performer with the, with the audience, it's really informative and it's really exciting. And, and I walk away knowing that whoever came tonight and I had a a chance to actually meet, I know that that was a, that was an experience that they'll take away. They're not recording it, you only get to walk away with a playbill and maybe you know and that and you sign you know me signing that playbill is, is evidence it's a proof of life we were both in a space at the same time for a a a, a period of time we both experienced this night and now we're all going to go back into our lives but it's a nice memento it's you know uh, what we do is create is try to create memories you know and try to move people through space emotionally and when you get to do that that's, that's why Broadway should exist. You know, otherwise you have theater everywhere else, you're doing other things, but when you, but Broadway's special, it should be special. It should stay that way. Um, and who are we not to spend a little bit of time making sure that people have been able to take a full bite.
1: And you all really did. And just a reminder, It was from October to January. It was freezing cold. You guys spent time all bundled up. There are pictures of UTK with scarves and the hats. And you guys really took the time because it's also like the audience is such a big part of the show. Mm -hmm. And so you have you share this experience, exactly what you're saying. And then you get to say, I'm the it was, you know, I I shouted out this word. That was my suggestion. I was banana peel.
2: I was a part of that, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. And that's something that, you know, freestyle especially gives you a uh, license to do that other shows, other scripted shows obviously don't. But man, it's really nice when when you can when you can give somebody a little bit of a poke in the ribs when they, have you know, shouted out something crazy or told of one of many amazing stories that should never have been uttered in public and yet <laughs> we we made a song out of it, you know. So that's kind of, uh, that's, that's a good look.
1: Yeah, because you created the safe space. Yes. No phones. It's never happening again. Like, we could we can all go through this together. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's special. Plus, FLS
0: had Tyrone at the door, who was, uh, <laughs> a no-nonsense security guy
2: Man, with a heart those, of gold. Those guys are the best <laughs> theater guys I have ever, ever been around. And I've, yep. I've known a couple of them for a long time, you know, but like- <laughs> They're just awesome. They make the whole experience so much better.
1: Yeah, Tyrone, by the end of it, he was just like, you two again? Great.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: He
1: was like, I'm sick of seeing your faces. <laughs> yeah. it's enough already.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, When you came over two years ago, I there were a lot of peeps who are parents of special needs kids or kids on the spectrum. And yeah. that has only grown. Yeah. So we have some questions about that for you. It's cool with you. Ali says, as the parent of a child with special needs, how do you balance the unpredictable demands of your career within the structure of your family and CJ's requirements? And I sincerely hope he's coping well with the COVID-19 disruption.
2: <laughs> he is. Um, okay. Well, the, to answer that first question, I, I'm just trying, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't like being away from them, but I also need to be away from them. You know, uh, as someone who creates things and I, you know, I spend more time in my own head than I do, um, anything else. (laughs) And so when I'm home, I want to be present and I want to be purposeful and, um, it has been hard, which is why, you know, a three show schedule, is about the only way that I could do a Broadway run right now that may very well change. Um, but you know, I've made theater orphans of my children for a very long time and of my wife. Um, my wife is, is the reason why it all is, it it all makes sense and is held together and there's routine and, and things get done and remembered and <laughs> taken mm-hmm. care of. Um, and as far as, so as far as that is concerned, you know, um, I'm looking forward to a time where my daughter can spend more time with me when I do another show, um, where she can come and hang at the theater while dad's, you know, on stage. I think that she's probably going to end up moving in that direction uh, in her with with her own life uh, at some point. And so none of that would surprise me. And I want to be able to do for her in the same way that that Jasmine uh, Jasmine's life was shaped very early on because her father would take her to the public theater when he was doing shows. And right. And you know what I mean? Like if the, I, I want her to understand what it's going to be uh, if, and when she decides that she's going to do it, I want it to be a decision and not a, ha- um, a hobby or a habit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted yeah. to know what she's seeing and I want her to be able to experience the wonderful people that dad gets to work with, you know, cause the theater community is special. And as far as, you know, CJ dealing with, with this whole thing, he's been engaged. Um, he has, we have had conversations about things that he never wanted to talk about, um we're clearly spending more time with each other so we're getting to know our rascals a little bit better than we did before and he's he's dealing with it fine you know he's a kid where he compartmentalizes everything school work happens at school and home i chill mm-hmm. give me my ipad give me my switch you know
1: sure
2: make my sandwich and i'm da- i'm good <laughs> but <laughs> yes. but we've we've slowly had to adjust his routine here and and um And emotionally, I think he misses the routine of his life, you know, and both of them do. And so we've been um, we've been fighting the good fight, but but we're not we're not we're bloodied, but we're not bowed We're you know, we're we're also, you know, trying to get outside more and, and just, you know, do more things as a family because now we we have the time. You know,
1: yeah, because Maria is asking. You know, as a mom of an autistic child, I'd like to thank C. Jack for being such an ASD advocate for such a long time. Do you have any quarantine with an ASD child life hacks to share?
2: <laughs> oh God,
1: Maria's going through it a little.
2: Yeah, a whiteboard. Write down if, there, especially you know, for us, a whiteboard and writing down the daily routine and the daily schedules was so helpful because CJ has that when he goes to school when he walks into his first classroom he's got his whole rundown of the day and that can vary you know and it can vary and i I was i was given a um i was having a conversation earlier this morning about that very thing and you know our teachers who who help kids like like my son their their superpower is that they know how to pivot really really well Mm -hmm. right if if cj is resistant to doing you know a series of math questions it isn't it it may not very may very well not be because he is just being obstinate Mm -hmm. there could be something on his mind there could be something he's irritated by there could have been a you know the bus the bus ride could have been bumpy or they could have taken a different route than he's accustomed to Mm
3: -hmm.
2: that's upsetting to him now he's trying to process all of that and you want him to do what nah so you have to kind of you know work and 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 nudge and and question and finesse a little bit so that he can get you the information that you need to help him because he can't readily do that but knowing when he walks in the door what that first thing is going to be and then that second thing is going to be especially at home we're sort of retraining him how to exist within the family and still get to do the things that he wants to do,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's and he's a teenager, so it's like, you know, <laughs> no, <not> there's so, <laughs> so ma- there's so many things, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, just real quick, do they play Animal Crossing? And if so, would they like to be my best friend?
2: My daughter is is you know the first week of homeschooling, she they were doing their constitution test. Oh, and I was like, I got this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting here and I'm looking over <laughs> JD's shoulder at my wife, and I'm like she don't even know I'm about to I'm about to hit her off she's good (laughs) we fought we fought for three days straight she was like why are you now my it was just shock right Mm -hmm. like my enthusiasm Mm -hmm. and and her sort of like what 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 are you what are you doing
1: who do you think you are you're
2: not my teacher (laughs) go away you know I was trying to give her like extra credit questions I was you know like I was. Oh, man. I'm like, I am your living and breathing study guide. Daddy has got you. She was like, I am not interested in that right now. (laughs) Anyway, she aced the test. As a reward, we got her own Switch because brother has one, but she never really wanted one. As soon as she got that Switch, it was Animal Crossing Land.
1: Yes. Her island is probably so gorgeous. I don't
2: know. I... I I'm I'm in the weeds. I know nothing of it except that it's all anybody is playing. It feels like I watched her play a little bit of it. It looked like The Sims but with animals. Mm-hmm. Like she's a got, bit, yeah. She has a pet cat, uh, a pet bass, uh-huh. In in her aquarium,
1: I have two pet tortoises and a and a <laughs> a hamster. And I a have frog.
2: No, but I mean, it's like this little t- tabletop aquarium with this big fish in it. Yeah, like, the fish doesn't have a lot of room no, to maneuver. No, it's yeah. awful and this is and my amazing. First
1: crossing experience,
2: it's and very amazing. Awesome. Oh well, my god! Well, we're I'm giving no. you
0: our our friend code before we get off this call. And okay, I don't she, know what that means. If they to I will it definitely means, let her know. <laughs> it means they can come over
2: and pick all the fruit off our trees. If okay, you will. Well, you got. You guys are safe, so I'm sure she'll she'll enjoy being able yes. to. Yeah, just
1: just let her know the island is under construction. Okay, and she's offended by the aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Jillian's I'm our landscape architect. Okay. I'm trying. It. This is my I first Animal Crossing. I'm very new. I didn't know that you had to kind of give a shit where the houses go. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know. So now I'm pa- I'm I'm paying Tom Nook fifty thousand zillion bells to move oh a
2: house. my god there is such a hierarchy there's a hierarchy it's in that crazy. yo Fortnite kind of changed the game for everybody now it's like you know if you're gonna game step your game up i like single person shooters and sports games so mm-hmm. you won't find me on animal crossing <laughs> but you know have a ball and good luck with that house
1: Thank you. I'm working on it. Um, so this is just what we're going to get into some Hamilton stuff in a little bit in a minute. But Marie Paul says you did a cameo for her son. Oh, and she she said that your first appearance on the pod had her in tears, especially when you spoke about CJ. She said, my Hamilton kid is also on the autism spectrum and idolizes C-Jack. In March, my Joey had a Hamilton slash Washington themed ninth birthday. What? And the cameo video from C-Jack was the highlight. For years, Joey has been singing all the cast recording, but especially one last time. He sings the G-Wash part. He tells me to sing Ham. I, I love can't it. thank C-Jack <laughs> enough Uh-oh. for being such a huge part of Joey's life, sending so much love. So I just wanted to let you know about
2: that. Oh, that, that makes me smile. That's awesome. That is and so that's, awesome.
1: That's so cool of you that you did the cameo for Joey. You know, cameo was birthday. a
2: strange thing. I, I was asked to join it, and I did it. And then after a while, felt a little funny about getting paid to do those things.
1: So, cameo if you don't know, you like yeah. request a video from someone famous and awesome like Chris Jackson and then you send a personalized video back, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so it was it was just one of those things where I was like I love doing them cuz you know that it's going to make somebody smile on the other end. It just was the it was the access part that kind of bothered me a little bit and placing a price on my time, so to speak right and access and i i also can't i don't have time to like answer every single request in a timely fashion because my life is nuts um and so after a while i had to fall back with it especially because like you know i had a, a, a buddy of mine i was explaining this whole to. he's like well you're you're on tv every week for 11 million people how much more access do they have to have you know what I'm saying like if people want to like hit me up on Twitter I still respond as best I can you know but like it's after a while it just felt a little I may go back to it eventually if I can you know find a way to funnel that money to a cause or do you know what I'm saying but like um for now I just I had to fall back a little bit because I I, you have to be in the space to do it too like for every video that I send it, it takes me 15 different takes
1: right and because you crazy. don't half-ass anything you're if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it right you're not
2: just gonna be like i just oh, want to be you know. thoughtful and i want to look you know i it to look halfway decent and i want to be thoughtful about it and yeah, so you take the time yeah yeah it's an interesting platform i'm glad i tried it but you know
1: yeah well you made joey's day
2: well if, i'm if, I, if anything yeah i'm so glad <laughs> i really am like especially when it was for kids it was it was always it was always really dope to do that
1: yeah all right, we're gonna we're going back to Hamilton for a little bit. Michelle says what's that? Hamilton? Uh, yeah, I know it, it, j- I'll tell you about it later. So <laughs> Michelle says I loved the One Last Time 44 remix. Hey. And, we'll drop. and I remember so many people loving it so much, too, when it was released. What was that experience like having a chance to collaborate with 44 President Obama again? Did it bring back memories of the White House concert? And please tell us all the things about our two favorite presidents making music
3: together.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we went in and we recorded it. And I spent the whole day in the studio with Lack and Donald Lawrence, who brought in some amazing 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 singers and we recorded it with bb winens and and i kind of doing the vocal production of it together and that was just like the best thing ever because you know bb Wynans is is a legend and and a tremendous artist and we'll be seeing a lot more of him when broadway does open back up he's got a show that he's written that i think is gonna be really good and really special and so we recorded it and then of course you know president obama doesn't just sort of show up and and uh and just jump on the mic, you know what I mean? So a few weeks later we went down to this uh recording studio in Maryland right outside of DC and we're there probably 4 hours before President Obama's supposed to come and he does and he kind of rolls in like the coolest, just cool as the other side of the pillow, you know. <laughs> like like a president a guy who's who's who used to be president but now isn't president and doesn't have to be on anybody's schedule and doesn't have to like, you know, <laughs> go from a cabinet meeting to uh, a, a meeting you know, at the Pentagon or whatever. Like, so he was chilling. He was the most laid back dude. Ugh. We played through it. And and honestly, I think, you know, I was there because it was important to be able to, you know, just be in the same room together since we're making this record together, you know, Um and he just was incredibly gracious and he did it about four or five he did his read about four or five times and then he was done it's like i gotta go i can't be in here all day i gotta you know and he you know talked for a few minutes afterwards and then he was gone and it was just sort of like damn we miss you (laughs) You i'm chills
1: just hearing you talk about it
3: In reviewing the incidents of my administration, I am unconscious of intentional error. I'm nevertheless too sensible of my defects, not to think it probable that I may have committed many errors. I shall also carry with me the hope that my country will view them with indulgence, and that after 45 years of my life dedicated to its service with an upright zeal, The faults of incompetent abilities will be consigned to oblivion, as I myself must soon be to the mansions of rest. I anticipate with pleasing expectation that retreat in which I promise myself to realize the sweet enjoyment of partaking in the midst of my fellow citizens. The benign influence of good laws under a free government, the ever-favorite object of my heart, and the happy reward, as I trust, of our mutual cares, labors, and dangers. One last time George Washington's
2: going home Teach them how to say goodbye George Washington's going home
1: Paul, like what was the pitch? Was Lynn just like, "Hey, see Jack, so I have this idea," <laughs> but now, now hear me out. But it's you and President Obama. Like, how did this? How did this come to your desk?
2: I had secretly uh, pined to do one of the Hamill drops the whole time they were happening. I wanted to write something. I wanted to like you know, or I wanted to be involved in some kind of way. But I also wasn't going to insert myself into that process. That wasn't you know what I'm saying. Um, but when Lynn called me, I was both elated and relieved because, you know, like, it's one of the fav- my favorite songs that I've ever sung in my life. It's me- it means a tremendous amount to me. And when they said that we were going to do a remix, I didn't know that that was how they were going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I want to say that, that he dropped the President Obama thing about three minutes after he started talking about it. <laughs> but he did so in kind of a casual way. Oh, yeah and so the president will do my part and blah 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 and it kind of took a minute to kind of wash over me and i was like wait wait we're we're gonna record what (laughs) are we record so he's gonna record and what how is this how is this possible (laughs) and like um so going to work the next day you know on this tv set where everyone is like we're shooting a court scene and everyone's sort of like eyes are bleeding and I'm sitting there like you know I'm just giddy and I got in trouble the next day because I was bouncing around in my in my seat too much I couldn't like contain it and I could and I couldn't tell anybody right which is almost how all of this stuff you know pans out with with that with that man
1: yeah you guys are secret keepers I mean you got there's so much going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about even now and even now and and will you know for Ever, but Tommy's just speak. like, oh yeah, yeah, as we, yeah. I'm sure there is.
2: There are so many things afoot. You have no idea.
1: <laughs> I, be- I believe you, and not but and not a one of you is saying a word about it. It's it's no. insane to me and i appreciate it because then when when the announcements come out we all get to just lose our collective minds
2: yeah and then you're like oh that's what it was and then we you know we get back on here and we talk some more
1: great Um, yeah we put we put the pieces together yeah that's what that tweet was about yeah it's all so clear now yeah
2: well see lynn's like the king of the cryptic tweets i'm not so good i'm i'm kind of more like when i yeah it suffice it to say They've gotten very good at it because it's about the delivery of it. It's about being able to let people actually be surprised. You know what I mean? And like having taken a lot of pleasure in in knowing that people are surprised and happy about something. That's, you know, it's a good look.
1: Yeah. And still about this thing that came out so long ago, like Hamilton. Like it's it's still it's still important. Yeah, it's still people are still excited about it. They still will be surprised. They will be grateful when. Yeah. They, when you know.
2: Um, time hop was killing me last last month, especially because I guess it was the four year anniversary of being at the public and and you know when, uh, when Michelle Obama came for the first time and ended up hanging and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like and yeah. and I've, I, with but but now it's like. Every day, there's a reminder of oh, you met that by Bre- Freddie. Oh, uh, MC Hammer came to the show with you know with Steve Jobs as, uh a uh, widow and like blah, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like it was just sort of like every day. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. every day. So every day, time hop comes back and says, "Look, look what you did. <laughs> yep, yep, look what happened there. You know, yeah. and it's dope."
1: Catherine is asking something kind of related she says you achieved stratospheric success through your incredible role-defining work in Hamilton I'm sure it feels like a double-edged sword sometimes how do you feel about it do you and your other OBC castmates talk about this
2: sometimes we don't talk about that a lot yeah because we all experienced it the same way at the same time we were in different places in our lives but like we were all on that spaceship and it was it was a lot um I think that the last, you know, the first time I came on the podcast, I was still kind of reeling from my lo- the loss of my anonymity mm-hmm. was real big for me for a long time, right? Because I just I hadn't grown accustomed to being able to go to the grocery store and not be recognized by everyone. It was kind of crazy, right? Yeah, and that's a tr- that's a bit of a trip for for and someone who has been in this acting profession for a very long time and you want to be noticed you want notoriety you do it has a but not just about an ego thing it has a an intrinsic sort of property about it people aren't going to come and see you and stuff unless they know about you casting directors aren't going to hire you unless they saw you in something that they liked and that people responded to right like if i'm in a michael bay film chances are i'm going to get more more work but the trade-off is, is that hundred million people saw you do something, right? And so, that's that's the thing. And there's no preparation for it. There's no there's no one to sort of like check in with after you have every one of those encounters. It's just that your life has changed now. So it's it's a hard thing to you know to uh, to describe. But not being able to move freely is a real, you know, there, there are only a few things in life where once you've experienced them, you clearly are never the same, right? Like you just, you can't unlearn something. But it, the way that it changes your behavior is the thing that you fight with because you, see, you know all of this is happening. It's happening in real time. But like not being able to have dinner with my wife without someone coming up to my table, like that happened for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's calmed down now. A little bit. But like, you know, for all intents and purposes, it probably will never, ever not be that unless we spend a whole lot of money or we just find a really small little hole in the wall joint. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we find our little safe spaces, but it's really hard to to uh, explain how how different it is and how it affects and changes your 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 um the way you you perceive yourself and you perceive the world um Mm -hmm. but you start looking out for things that you never did you know and uh there are a lot of people way more notable than i am and way more uh recognizable than me but we all we all kind of cope and figure out how to navigate that space without um without it consuming you Mm -hmm. or, or or making you feel too interfered with
1: Yeah. I mean, because there was a time when Hamilton was, it was so big and there was this panic around it where I have to see it. I have to see this urgency where people wanted to see the original cast and, you know, before you left, before Lynn left. And it got, the stage door got so... Uh, yeah insane and dangerous <laughs> that there were people saying i'm sorry I, I we're not gonna like this is why we can't have nice things
2: well for every negative thing there were 10 positive things of course but it's always that one negative thing like you know when that one negative thing makes you afraid or makes you kind of feel like you have to makes you paranoid for you know mm-hmm. for lack of a better term like
0: yeah yeah chris have, have you ever been out and about and seen someone wearing your face because I wear your face. Oh, you the know? I
1: believe in Chris Jackson shirt. <laughs> yeah. Here we go.
0: Your face is also on our fridge because it's available in the form. Your in face is all
1: form. over our apartment, not to make it weird.
2: <laughs> Lynn Lin, and Lynn went on Ellen wearing that shirt with me on his face uh, with my face on his shirt. <laughs> and at that point I was like, Well, I guess it's over now. I'm, you know, I'm officially meme now. I've been memed. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. <laughs> it is it's all good. I wear um, that shirt
1: so proudly. Mike, you would wear it to uh, FLS sometimes, uh, like on the chance you were like, Oh well maybe Sea Jack will be in the in the show tonight. Yeah.
2: I'll just wear his shirt. The fact that they keep making new merchandise <laughs> is the thing that kills me. But <laughs> you're then,
1: a pin, you're a sticker, yes, you're a magnet, you're but then a shirt, the, but you're then
2: everywhere. The, yeah. And the flip is is that I come downstairs the other morning and Jadlin's <laughs> wearing uh that shirt with Lynn's little stupid face on. <laughs> on it it's like and i wear his his thing i was like man you have not i i i know i've truly made it for there is merch in the world with my face on it that's it but now when i want to get you know when i just want to get people obnoxious gifts i just give them the beach towel that with my with my face on it that's a perfect i believe in chris jackson beach towel it is my birthday's
1: december 21st mike's birthday just passed april 22nd i
2: got you (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take a belated birthday. You know what? There's a there's a box of merch on its way to you. Oh, stop it! Don't you dare. Compliments of me.
1: Don't you dare. Oh, nothing makes me dare.
2: Nothing makes me happier than than gifting people. You know. (laughs) things with my face on it. Are you kidding me? Yes. Well
1: wait, let, let me ask you, I wanna go back real quick to Jadelyn and and her being like, excuse me, like, don't worry about the constitution, Dad. Does she
2: like is she into Hamilton? Does she does she know that you're, oh, but, well, you're she our was, president? She was she was she was there and passed it when she was six. She don't care. She doesn't care. No, not at all. <laughs> She's But you know kids kids believe you know, kids do things uh, for currency you know what I mean like there's no currency in it right now what mm-hmm.
1: she yeah well, for I mean I'm sure her parents her some of the school kids parents were like I hey. think
2: some of her classmates parents continue to be very very excited about the fact that you know I live down the block as they should but you know That in a that in a bag of rice will make you a Thanksgiving dinner. Like, what are you going? Like, it doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, but do they record hours and hours of podcasts with you? That's the real question. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Maureen, Maureen is diving deep on this. So, Maureen says General Washington stood on the upper wraparound during "Say No to This." What was going through your mind as you were portraying George Washington watching this scene play out?
2: Oh. Good question, More.
1: She's got two more. She's got two more. Okay, about, good. No, okay. no, because yeah. now
2: I get to feel like Andy Blankenbuehler. Yes, um, let's do it. And I will not sound nearly as articulate about it. Do
1: you also always have to turn left?
2: <laughs> if I did, I didn't know why. Exactly. <laughs> Just did the choreography. So my thought process for that particular moment was, it was the idea that, washington was always able to cover for for ham and ham didn't really fly off the rails until after washington left public life Mm -hmm. and even then he was trying to nudge through other people but at that point it kind of you know it was kind of a fait accompli that ham was going to be you know he was going to overshare and he was going to say that all the wrong things at the at the right time and Ultimately, when you try to say all the words, eventually you're going to say the wrong ones and that's, mm-hmm. you know, words and deeds. Eesh.
1: Yeah, cuz you I mean, I remember so distinctly your and it's in the choreography, it's in the stage direction, that disappointment. Yeah. During the Reynolds pamphlet when yeah. Washington is just like, dude.
2: Yeah. I'm glad you saw it cuz I never knew I never knew how visible a lot of that work was up on the on the surround, but it was really important to me that I'd be able to communicate that because it just those are my favorite moments. They're they're like just the pass through in the in in my shot. Like all of those things had a had a real purpose. Like it wasn't just sort of to get me on the other side of the stage. It it all and it and I was in my I was I was doing my little historical reference check check you know boxes to make sure that. Everything that I had, I had a, a, a purpose for every single motion, every single movement, except for the turns to the left because I didn't know about that. And <laughs> I'm sure that I made it up. I made up something for it. God. Um,
1: she's saying, oh, she's saying, who do you think wins Cabinet Battle One and Cabinet Battle Two?
2: So I went back and I, I listened to the Cabinet Battles a, a few times this week because I really, first of all, I really wanted to rap. I wanted to like be in them, um, and then I was really glad that I wasn't because every time I hear David, I'm just like.
0: I mean... Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness We fought for these ideals, we shouldn't settle for less These are wise words, enterprising men quote them Don't act surprised, you guys, cause I wrote them Ow, but Hamilton forgets His plan would have the government assume state sense. Now place your bets as to who that benefits The very seat of government where Hamilton sits Not true! Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it If New York's in debt, why should Virginia bear it? Uh, our debts are paid I'm afraid Don't tax the South cause we got it made in the shade In Virginia we plant seeds in the ground We create, you just wanna move our money around This financial plan is an outrageous demand And it's too many damn pages for any man to understand Stand with me in the land of the free Pray to God we never see Hamilton's candidacy Look, when Britain taxed our tea we got frisky Imagine what gon' happen when you try to tax our whiskey
2: listen to david's voice and consider it on par with any of the great singers that i've ever heard because he just has a singular cadence and he's such a skilled uh wordsmith and he understands how to deliver a lyric in rap form it's just insane and every like he's like the The first rapper that ever really kind of like Shook me to my core In in the same way that like a great singer can You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, It's just tremendous Um, So I think that the rap battles are set up as a Quote unquote battle But what they really are is an incredible Bit of exposition About setting the tone for For where we are And obviously what the arguments were But no one ever wins They're always meant to be broken up You know Right, right, right At least in one In two taking taking the, the, the king's head out of the bucket is you know after the guillotine like come. Yeah, I mean that's
1: that was one of your favorite parts Mike <laughs> like that was that was one of the things where you were like I'm obsessed with this you loved it you
2: like yeah. to take him out and ask it you know yep. like, what do you say
1: to that <laughs> you
2: don't, you, don't. <laughs> you lose you know and it was a little I think a little hat tip to uh to Eminem in that yes. you know from from the 8 Mile but it oh, was yeah. you know classic battle repartee it was dope Secretary Hammond response you must be out of your goddamn mind if you think
3: the president
0: is gonna bring the nation to the brink of meddling in the middle of a military mess a game of chess
2: where france is queen and kingless who signed a treaty with a king whose head is now in a basket would you like to take it out and ask it or should we honor our treaty king louis head uh do whatever you want i'm super dead. Hamilton is right. Mr. President. They're too fragile to start another fight. But, sir, do we not fight for freedom? Sure, when the French figure out who's going to lead them. The people are leading. The people are rioting. There's a difference. Frankly, it's a little disquieting. You would let your ideals blind you to reality. Hamilton, sir, draft a statement of neutrality. Yeah. Still
1: I also do want to thank you for being so... Great and nice and supportive to David about the pod at the FLS opening night party You and Javon McFerrin were like dude get over there and hang on the pod Yeah do the pod Times are crazy David always an open invitation but I do appreciate that you He was just like uh yeah I want to do it and then you know life But you were very
2: (laughs) nice about it so
1: And also speaking to the coolest guy in the room David Diggs walks in and you're like oh shit okay well
2: Yeah I can't even ingest say anything bad about him because it might sound a little sideways (laughs) You know, I don't have a crush on him or nothing, but but he's just dope.
1: I would I mean what do you have a crush on everyone else the, does? No,
2: I know, and that's why because I hate on him a little bit. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um no, but um he's just like he's just dope. He's always been dope. He's always been ch- so chill always been so conscientious always worked so hard i there was a time very early on where i think he might have wondered if he was going to be any good at this particular thing which was never a question in anybody's mind that they actually saw him do anything we were up at vassar though and just watching him learn this process you know i mean he's he's been in theater his whole life but like we learning this process working with the guys was like yo he's amazing he's amazing he's an amazing person and fascinating yeah he's lived a very like a really incredible life and and had a lot of really dope experiences um and i count i'm i count him a friend uh forever because he's just a you know if he needed a kidney he could have one of mine he's a really really good dude
1: that's awesome i'm excited to talk to him when it happens you hear that universe when it happens yeah we'll nudge him You know i was thinking about it do you know how cool and how great of a person you'd have to be to get on chris jackson's kidney list yeah it's no surprise that Davy diggs is on it all right so next week mike and i will wrap up with c jack in part three and there's a lot going on he takes us behind the scenes on the in the heights movie we talk sesame street he tells us how the some good news hamilton cast reunion came together and he answers the age-old question what's next that's coming your way next week but until then stay safe stay healthy i love you i'm G. g.pen The podcast is brought to you by my love of the thing, TM, and my complete lack of chill. Please join me in raising all the glasses to Sir Alex Lackamore for generously making my intro music and this custom Yorktown arrangement that I will never, ever get over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To become a Patreon peep and get the chance to ask questions to guests, get tons of behind-the-scenes access, and join the best, kindest, and most welcoming corner of the internet, Go to patreon.com slash thehamilcast. I love you guys. Thank you. Hashtag team no chill. I'm at The Hamilcast on all social media and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Residuals is my web series with my husband, Mike, you know, Mike, and can be found at the True Crime Obsessed is my true crime comedy podcast with my podcast soulmate and Broadway royalty, Patrick Hines of theater people and Broadway backstory fame. Thank you again so much for listening. It means the world to me. To the revolution!